Welcome all to Coffee with Jim, engaging interactive podcasts with healthcare leaders globally. Thanks to the Irish Board for Training in Cardiovascular Medicine and the Irish Cardiac Society for supporting this work and our upcoming webinar next week titled Career Resilience and Leadership Presence. Today, it's my great privilege and honor to introduce two high potential leaders, two fantastic contributors to next week's discussion, NASA Starr and Billy Gibson. NASA is currently at the Matter University Hospital, Dublin, and Billy is a year two trainee at St. James Teaching Hospital in Dublin, Ireland. Thank you both, NASA and Billy. Thanks for being with us here this evening. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Jim. Great to be here. Well, before we get to our leadership discussion, we'd love to hear a little bit about each of you. Where are you in your cardiology training or work, family and or kids? Um, I don't mind starting. So I am in my final year, hopefully, of training. And then hopefully I'll continue to go on to do some more subspecialty training um, next year. I'm hoping to specialize in heart failure and cardiac devices. So this is my first year kind of doing subspecialty training in heart failure in the matter, which is really brilliant year love it here so far um, and then I did some subspecialty training in devices prior to this in in Northern Ireland and um, abroad in Switzerland for a year as well yeah and in terms of my my other life outside of the hospital when I managed to escape the hospital I have a little girl at home she's three years of age she is super <laughs> she's just amazing and my husband is a doctor as well so he's specializing in radiology and he's almost finished his training and then hopefully we'll all go off to Canada in a few years time to do a little bit more training particularly for my husband and um, he wants to specialize in abdominal imaging and is applying for some jobs in Montreal so that's really us in a nutshell at the moment well, that's a lot, and it's been, it's been a great pleasure working with you the last year, NASA. Um, I mean, great stuff ahead for you, and it's been my pleasure to have you on some of these calls, as well as your daughter on a few of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think even some Rice Krispies made their way into one of our previous uh, Zoom sessions. There have been a few chaotic Zoom sessions where uh, she's been allowed to do whatever she wants just to allow me to get through the phone call. But thank you so much as well for your patience, because, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's my pleasure. And you know, I have a little one too. So and chaos always in the background. Billy, yeah. tell, tell us more about yourself and, and your training and your lovely family. Yeah, so uh, I'm in second year on the SPR scheme working in St. James's at the moment. And I have a daughter who is 11 months old, uh, Lily. Also plans to go to Canada, but I think I want to do intervention in a, in a few years time. It's been a busy year for deaf, in a busy job at the moment, but enjoying things. Thank you again, Billy. And it's been my pleasure working with you. I think we even had some time to meet in person as part of the team at the beginning of this year. Remember just before the COVID uh, lockdown began in a leadership meeting in, in Dublin. Remember way back then? Seems like a thousand years ago. Yeah, it really does seem like a long time ago. You know, there was a lot going on at the time, I remember, especially with I just moved up to my, moved my family up to Letterkenny in Donegal uh, all the way from Dublin. A lot has happened in the interim and a lot, yeah, on a global level as well. We didn't predict what really what was going to happen at that stage, do we? No, we didn't. And that's a great point and probably a great segue. And again, I'm grateful to both of you for taking time today because in, in, in the time that the three of us have had together, it's been my great pleasure. We've been talking through some of the, let's say, non-clinical leadership competencies, things that, you know, not everyone gets in their kind of formal training. In fact, if we talk about career resilience, and leadership presence. We'll be touching on emotional intelligence. We, we touch on self-awareness. What if we start with NASA, a couple of our dialogues, we got into leadership presence. 
how you were showing up and some of the things that you noticed. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that? Of course, yeah, with pleasure. So I guess one of the things that I really found useful with regards to to talking to yourself was this concept of leadership presence. And I guess it was my perception of hierarchy within within the workplace and within our training and the people that we interact with on a daily basis. I guess my perception of hierarchy was probably a little bit skewed in that I felt it potentially a little bit intimidating and as a result I would be probably a bit of a shy person and um, would would shy away from confrontation or from difficult situations as a result and certainly after my maternity leave like I, I must say I found the year after getting back into work a little bit tricky it was just a bit of an adjustment yeah I, I think I learned a lot in terms of my personality and my perception of hierarchy and the way I interact with it from talking to yourself and just going through the whole thing I think one of the biggest things for myself was actually realizing that certain confrontational or potentially negative um, interactions, well, not negative, but probably a bit more kind of confrontational interactions, I guess, are not always negative. As a result, I guess once I flip that in my mind and I, you kind of think about it a different way in terms of this person is, is doing this for whatever reason and people are there genuinely, no matter how <laughs> they react, people are there genuinely for the right reasons and people do do things out of the goodness of their heart. We all express it in different ways. And I guess once I had that insight, it kind of just makes the whole thing seem less intimidating. And then it can become much more interactional, more proactive, I guess, as a result. So that was really good for me in terms of my confidence. It also, even for simple things, it's so silly. It sounds so silly, but like in terms of like multidisciplinary team meetings, like with departmental stuff, just realizing how important it is that I interact that I speak up. These are just very basic things, um, but that I can speak up and just realizing the importance of participation in terms of my own learning and also like the satisfaction that you get from participating in these meetings and debating with people, even if it seems like, you know, from a hierarchical perspective that you shouldn't really interact, like you shouldn't argue with consultants or whatever. That was really good. And it helped me to really push myself, particularly in these big meetings. And I also worked on setting myself targets of like little things like, okay, I have to participate in this today. I have have to discuss a certain point or ask a certain question I shouldn't shy away from it and it does make the whole thing so much better and you just you feel like you're becoming more on a level with other people and it kind of it can open the dialogue a little bit more and also you know from thinking about it it does improve in terms of like it's adding another perspective to conversations um, and we're like the idea is that it reduces overall unconscious bias the more people that participate so I just realized how important it is that I participate even if it's just something very small even if it's completely the wrong thing to say potentially it might be another perspective I just felt that that was a real turning point for me that since then I've just really engaged more in certain things in work that I would have previously found a little bit intimidating and it definitely makes you feel more satisfied and I definitely feel that hopefully through in reducing potential unconscious bias maybe it improves patient safety so that's that's basically um, what I have learned from 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 talking to yourself and together it was a process uh, to your point I think one of the many major discoveries you had was noticing that these some of these individuals around me aren't here to kind of trip me up rather on the contrary they're here to support and we're kind of pushing each other toward better outcomes yeah and absolutely 
Yes, absolutely. Great stuff there. Billy, tell us a little more. Let's shift gears to career resilience. As NASA was saying, the ability to speak up and self-awareness. Tell us a little bit more what you remember that was meaningful about any of those topics. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well, firstly, thanks, Nessa, for, uh, for sharing that at the start. That was uh, very well put. And um, <laughs> hopefully I'll be able to summarize what I kind of got from the course. For me, it was a case in which I found in certain situations in work that I would get stressed out, and I think out of proportion to what the situation was. And I would have a tendency, I think, at times to jump in with both feet first. What I really wanted was to be able to be a little bit more measured in situations in which I suppose having an awareness of how you're feeling and how you could react can avoid you mounting the kind of wrong reaction in the situation which for me then would add to the stress so it also I suppose has helped me to enjoy work a little bit more you know the realization that you spend most of your life in work kind of stood out for me now and I suppose it's just for me about learning to take a step back from situations in which you would get stressed out and, and to have that extra bit of awareness I suppose the insight that I, I gained from the course was certain tools like learning about the, the amygdala hijack I suppose that's your physiological response to stress and and understanding that can help you avoid reacting to things in a way that is not pleasant at times you know so this stuff that we're talking about what one could call emotional intelligence or social intelligence and there are always going to be people in the room who are going to say well that's just fluff you know that's the touchy-feely stuff let's play devil's advocate and say who cares what, what would your reaction be? These are the non-clinical competencies, different from the clinical training that you've gone through so rigorously. Well, I, I think it is, I think we should care, really. I think we really should care because at the end of the day, we're all colleagues and it's all about kind of improving the workplace environment and ultimately like doing the best for patients. So if you have a more collegial department and more interactive department, if you have colleagues that you can talk to and be honest with and like as Billy said like to kind of you know organize things amongst yourselves and to be definitely creates a better environment for managing patients and a more kind of uh, just a better working environment and improve patient safety really yeah like and I think you can call it kind of what you want you can call it emotional intelligence or it's an app description but I mean ultimately it's about for me what what it was was kind of an awareness of having more of an appreciation of how I suppose your your life and work can really affect your life overall and you know you need to be going in there enjoying it and feeling fulfilled and it not being stressful I suppose there's ways you can react to stress well well thank you both for those insights you know we're all limited in mobility in terms of travel and things like that but Christmas is coming up where will you both be we're going to visit my family in Limerick so we're really looking forward to it I haven't been home in ages, so I haven't seen my parents in over years. So it'll be really nice. Lovely. So is that going to require right some here. some logistical management then, NASA, in terms of like quarantining and things like that, or or not needed? Um, no, it should be. Uh, they've lifted the travel ban at the moment. For but I, who knows? Who knows? I feel like who knows what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Right. <laughs> but that that's the plan as it stands. We're going for a few days, and then we'll go home. Good, Billy. Yeah, I'm going to uh, down to Galway on Christmas Day to see Lily's other grandparents and then on Christmas Eve I'll be staying, staying with my mum so looking forward to that barely doing any work at all really <laughs> <laughs> well, to conclude very last one what makes an ideal leader today what are a couple of attributes you would throw out there open-minded uh, and supportive yeah uh, yeah I think somebody who's who's understanding of lots of people's perspectives Thank you both for taking time this evening with us. I greatly appreciate it. Look forward to working with you again. Happy holiday to you and your families and uh, continue your great work um, at your hospitals with your teams. 
Thanks, thanks Jamie. You too. Happy Christmas. If we don't chat to you before then. Have a